Hello. Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So again, we're out of the closet, meaning that <laughs> I'm no longer recording in my bedroom closet, and now I'm sitting in my living room and recording with a sort of professional grade uh, microphone. So I kind of feel like I'm the big deal now. Um, anyway, so this week's episode is about uh, how it takes a village to get someone to the finish line. Um, so yesterday I helped my friend Maria complete a 50 K. <laughs> so Thursday night, let's, let's back up a little bit. Thursday night, I got a text from her. Well, cause I was asking her, I'm like, Hey, where are you running this weekend? And she's like, well, I'm doing the prickly pear virtual 50 K at McAllister. And I'm like, okay, would you like to join me? And at first I was like, sure. And of course, after waking up the next morning, I'm thinking, what on earth am I thinking? That's insanity. I mean, the longest run, if you even call it that, that I've done in the last six weeks has been probably like 13 miles. And I was just like, oh God, no, I'm going to end up injured, you know? And <laughs> so I texted her the, <coughs> I'm sorry texted her the following day and just said, look, I'll probably get you through half of it or something, but I just don't know that I can do the whole thing. Okay. I'm sorry. And she was okay with that. Um, and then later that night, I don't know what happened. My stomach was just feeling really queasy. I just felt, bleh. I think some of it was that I got kind of dehydrated. I was working in my yard on Friday um, and, <laughs> and I'm one of these weirdos that likes to use old school, um, lawn equipment. So like my lawnmower is a real lawnmower, like R E E L. And I'm, you know, it's a push thing. Then, you know, looks like something your grandpa would have used, um, which is fine. But I also have this grass that's kind of growing up through the cracks of my sidewalk and across my sidewalk in front of my house. And so I was using this kind of manual edger that looks like a pizza wheel on a stick. <laughs> and over the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to tackle this issue. The problem is, is it takes me about an hour and a half to get through each section. And I could not really get through a whole lot else. And so anyway, nonetheless, I was pretty hot, dehydrated, blah, blah, blah. And then I had a, I know I'm vain, had a hair appointment on Friday afternoon and had to wear my mask the whole time. And, um, and a lot of the reason that I ended up doing that is because the stylist that I see is about to have a baby um, in about a month or two. And so I knew I needed to get that taken care of, you know, get the hair trimmed and, you know, the color updated, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah, it's girl stuff. Anyway, so I was just feeling really dehydrated and sort of crappy on Friday evening. And so I was just like, mm. but then I kind of woke up on, on Saturday morning and I'm thinking, Oh, Donna, stop. Don't be an idiot. Don't be that guy. Don't be the jerk that leaves your friend in a lurch. So I knew that she had a couple of friends that were going to get her through at least like the first five or six miles. And so I messaged her and said, Hey, I'll meet you at the dog park around nine. Okay. And this is over at McAllister and, um, they were supposed to start around seven ish. And so I was trying to time it, but then I got, get over to the park and it was crazy. It was just like, 
the entire world seemed to have congregated at this park and there were, you know, people playing soccer, you know, people doing, you know, some sort of workout. There were, um, dogs doing some sort of obedience school project, which was really cute. You saw these little German shepherds and whatnot sitting on what looked like trampolines. I don't know what they were, but they were just like sitting there with their owners and just kind of like, Hey, we're ready. It was super cute. But anyway, so I couldn't find parking. And so I had to park about a half mile away. And, uh, and so I walked over to the, the appointed place and just sort of waited and waited and waited. And like about, I don't know, nine fifteen or so I, called her and said, where are you? And she's like, oh, we already came through. We're about an, you know, about a mile from the, you know, Al Beckin Pavilion, which is where we normally meet. And so I started to, <laughs> I started to run to that place. And then I was like, okay, don't be a dope. Just drive yourself over there. So I did because I had my, my cooler, uh, you know, full of ice and pickle juice and a Coke and Topo Chico and Gatorade. And I have my little peanut butter squares and my limon, um, you know, uh, chips. Oh my gosh. You know, everything. And, um, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's probably smarter anyway. So I kind of went over there and hung out and waited for, for, uh, Maria and the others to come in on their loop. And meanwhile, I met up with my friend, Rich, who is a rock hopper and who is just a general badass. Um, he is in his probably mid to late sixties and, um, runs every Saturday at McAllister with this other, uh, guy, uh, Wilson, who is in his late seventies, I think. Oh, Wilson, please forgive me if I've given your age wrong, but Nonetheless, these two guys are pretty badass. And uh, so I ended up talking to Rich for a while. Turns out he's going to do Snowdrop. So I was like, yay, that's so cool. I'm glad we're going to do that, you know, together. And uh, I mean, you know, Rich has done 100 milers and he's also DNF'd a bunch of times just for missing cutoffs or whatever. But I give him so much credit because he gets out there and he just mixes it up. And so, in fact, I'm going to try to invite him on here at some point soon for a master's edition. Um, anyway, so we were just sitting there, you know, shooting the breeze. And then I saw Maria and Vivian, and I think this woman, Becky, they came in and, you know, I was waving at them. Yay. And uh, so anyway, you know, Maria's in pretty good spirits and she had done probably about six-ish miles at this point. And so our plan was to do about 10 um, to, to get her through, you know, the next section. And, uh, so we set out and, you know, things were pretty good. You know, we were running, you know, for a while and then hiking and then running and hiking. And then it just became hiking. Um, and she was really having some issues with just the heat. I mean, let's face it, August, San Antonio, triple digits, feels like 107, not much fun. Okay. No rain. It was just awful. So so she was really struggling with the heat. I mean, and I, of course, was not enjoying it either, but of course I knew I was going to only have a finite set of miles. And so it wasn't such a big deal. Um, and so I was doing my usual thing that I do when I pace someone in that, you know, I was trying to tell jokes. I was trying to look at the good side. I was also trying to like <laughs> be the 
uh, devil on their shoulder and maybe give them some advice that they probably didn't need to hear, uh, you know, that was maybe taking a shortcut. Um, <clears throat> not that we did that, but anyway, um, but you know, I was sort of feeling like my mom or something, you know, like, Oh honey, come on, you can do this. Um, but yeah, she, her face was getting really hot and she was, uh, really getting, you know, dehydrated. She hadn't eaten, and, um, yeah, so we ended up making about an eight mile loop together and, um, took us about two and a half hours, Ooh. uh, but it was all right. And then we, we got back to the cars and Vivian was there. Vivian is like this, um, she's in her mid sixties and she is just, she's used to crewing people and is just sort of like this person who, I don't know, just cheers you on, you know, and she had this, you know, giant Yeti cooler full of stuff. And, um, you know, it was like offering up everything and she had this spray bottle with like cold water in it. She was spraying it at us, which actually felt pretty good. And so Maria was going to get it back out and, you know, get some more miles. And I'm like, okay, look, I need to at least get, you know, 11, 12 for the day. So I will go out and join you for a couple more miles and then I'll you know, send you on your way. And which is what I did. And, uh, yeah. So the three of us set out, it was probably about 1230 PM at this point. Oh God, it was hot. It was ridiculous. It wasn't bad once you were under the shade of trees, but seriously, once you were, you know, out there, like in these exposed piece or parts, it was just unbearable. And, you know, she had, you know, ice down her, you know, sports bra and her hat. I mean, I had a, a buff around my neck with ice in it and I was trying to, you know, not die, which, you know, is kind of important. You know? <laughs> so anyway, but it was just sort of this miserable slog, but of course, you know, we were all you know, cheering each other on and all that. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think the, the whole point of this is that, um, it's not easy, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, <laughs> to be honest with you, it's kind of a dumb idea to do a 50 K in August. Um, although she did do the Habanero hundred, well, it wasn't the hundred, but the 50 K last August, which is, <laughs> God, probably the dumbest race you can ever imagine, uh, in that she, or that the racers start at noon in this incredibly exposed place. It's a flat, I don't know, one mile out and back or something. And, uh, the race got canceled this year. Thank God. But anyway, so she got through that last year and, you know, it took her a while, but you know, she got through it. And so I'm like, dude, you got through that. And I remember probably almost a year ago, she and our friend Rob and I, we were out at Pedernales Falls and, um, which I love running out there, but it was just, again, it was like, you know, August, September, whatever. And we we're out there and feeling pretty horrible. And then there's like all these trees that normally would be shading you, but they'd been cut down. And I don't know if it was because of, you know, um, problems with uh, disease or something like that. But anyway, it was sort of like scorched earth, Texas standing out there. And we were all just sort of like huddled together under the, you know, shade of some sort of semblance of a tree. I'm like, okay, 
this is better than last year at Pedernales. Okay. So, you know, you've got this. And she's like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> of course, you don't really think about pain and suffering from previous times while you're going through it because you're just sitting there feeling crappy. And I shared with her the story of me uh, doing a 50K. This was probably about four or five years ago. Uh, or yeah, it was a 50K. And it was, this was one, I don't know, I've probably talked about this before, but this was out at Flat Creek, Creek Crossing Ranch, I think. It's it's literally next door to Pedernales Falls. And little did I know there's only 10 of us doing the 50K. And most of them were these badass runners from Austin. And so, and then there's me, you know, who runs and hikes. And so they ended up closing the course on me and sending everybody home. And, but they let me still keep running. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I ended up finishing like nine hours and you know, a handful of minutes. It really wasn't that bad. I mean, but nonetheless, it was just sort of like, by the time I got done, there was just like these construction workers at the ranch applauding me for finishing. And I was just like, Hey, thanks. And then I had to drive, you know, five and a half hours back to the Valley at that point. Oh yeah. But anyway, so I shared that story with her and I think it made her feel less crappy. <laughs> I hope, but, um, anyways, then, so yeah. So yesterday afternoon I left, you know, her in Vivian's hands, uh, after I did my two miles and, uh, yeah. And so she got through it and I'm very proud of her. Um, the problem is, is that her watch died, her phone died. So we don't really have a great record of this, but nonetheless, I feel very proud of her because it really did take a small village to get through this. And, um, she did it and, uh, I'm so glad I didn't join her through that whole thing, to be perfectly honest. But nonetheless, I was really happy that she did it. She claims she's never going to do another 50K. And I'm like, ha, just wait, just wait. You will, you will. Because doing one in the summer is probably a really dumb idea, but maybe waiting until fall or winter, that's the ticket. Let me just tell you. So anyway, speaking of 50Ks, I just have to pass along that the El Taco Loco, which is the race that I'm currently training for, held at the end of October, has been canceled. Um, they could not get permits for it. So now I am, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to keep training and doing what I can. Um, Wild Hair, um, the weekend before Thanksgiving, uh, is still on. And so I signed up for the 6 a.m. Saturday slot to do the 50K. And, um, Brazos Bend, a uh, 50 miler is apparently still on because they were, uh, and that's at the beginning of December and uh, they were able to get permits for that. So God willing, I will have those two races um, and hopefully Snowdrop um, at the very end of December. And uh, yeah, so it's just, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's very hard, you know, and I know I'm not alone in this or anything like that, you know, but it's like, okay, we're, we're dealing with some heavy stuff right now and you know, you just have to kind of be patient and be a little bit flexible about stuff. But, you know, it's hard sometimes when you're a, an athlete and I mean, I sort of consider myself an athlete, um, 
because you're not sure how, how much longer you're going to have to do this stuff. Um, but nonetheless, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic that I'm going to get through this. And then I swear to God, if I get through this hundred miler, I am dialing it back to 25 Ks and half marathons for the rest of my life. That's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time.